I usually go to the prisons on Thursday nights, and so um, I skipped out on them tonight to be here with you guys. So I'm super excited. It's kind of the same thing. We do the healing at the prison anyway. So, but um, I just want to talk to you guys about healing. Something that I have a personal like affection and passion for. Um, Jesus kind of just did this in my life. Um, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story and uh, some testimonies. Um, but I want to start with my, kind of my, my personal baseline understanding of healing and the role that it plays in the gospel. Because I think a lot of people downplay healing. Um, a lot of churches, I mean, some churches absolutely just say that healing is not for today. And that's one thing. But a lot of churches, too, they talk about healing sometimes or they believe in healing, but they don't pursue it. And they don't really value it, I think, according to um, the life of Jesus and what he um, did with his time, what he did with his words, what he, I mean, what he said with his words. So, um, so we're going to get into this and explain to you, I'm going to try to explain to you why I think that healing is such an important part of the gospel, such a core pillar of the gospel of Jesus. Um, so it's going to be fun. Uh, Cody, will you put up Isaiah 53, 5? This is the verse that everybody goes to when we talk about healing. I think Grant... Um, uh, talked about this a little bit last week. This is kind of like, this is the verse you quote when you're praying for healing. By his stripes we were healed, right? By his wounds we were healed. What I want to point out is kind of a broader picture of what I think the gospel of Jesus really is um, and how healing fits into that. So <clears throat> we're going to start with the first two sentences, or the first two phrases. He was pierced for our transgressions and he was crushed for our iniquities. So transgression and iniquities um, in it's like it's transgression and iniquity is dealing with sin, right? Transgression is your sin. Like when Jesus taught the disciples how to pray, he said, you know, forgive your trespassers as those who forgive, uh, as, as those you have trespassed. So transgressions is sin. He was crushed for our iniquities. So this phrase, these two phrases are talking about how Jesus' um, sin, excuse me, Jesus didn't have any sin. Jesus paid the price for our sin, right? So the sin, the effect on our spirit is that we're separated from God right? The effect of our spirit is when we sin is that we're separated from the Lord. The next phrase, upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. This is dealing with our soul, right? So our soul is kind of like our, our, um, our thinking, our heart, like who we are, our emotions. Um, the chastisement that brought us peace. So he, he was um, chastised so that we could have peace, right? Because otherwise, the wages of sin on our soul is the opposite of peace, or you call it chaos, you call it demonic oppression, um, demonic torment, uh, anxiety, fear, all kinds of things. And then the last phrase, and with his wounds, we are healed. And that's referring to, obviously, the wages of sin on our body, which was sickness and disease. Because before sin entered the world, there was no sickness and disease. So I want to take this verse for you and help. I always thought this verse was just about healing in the body. I never, ever thought it was about anything else. But humans are three parts, body, spirit, and soul, right? So when Jesus died on the cross and he paid for our sin and he redeemed us from our sin, he didn't just redeem us from our sin so that we could go to heaven, so that we didn't have to be separated from God, right? Which that is the effect of sin on our spirit, on our spirit man, our eternal being, is that we're separated from God. But the effect of sin on our soul, our, our mind, our will, our emotions, is that we have demonic torment, um, we have chaos in our mind, we don't have peace. We have the opposite of peace. Fear, anxiety, insecurity, all those things. And the wages of sin on our body is 
sickness, disease, pain, that stuff. So I think this verse is more holistic than we think, it, uh, than I thought at least. I'm not going to assume you guys were as naive as I was. But for a lot of times, I think people quote this verse and they only think about healing. But what I want you to see is that this is about the, the salvation of Jesus Christ on the cross for us. He paid for all of our stuff so that we could live the life that he, w- he, got to li- he was supposed to live as a sinless person. We get to live that life now because he took our punishment. That's kind of the essential of the gospel. So this is dealing, though, not just with our body, but with our spirit and our soul and our body. Does that make sense? So I know that I'm kind of going like, I thought we were talking about healing. I think it's going to make sense. But I just want to give you you an idea of of this idea that I'm thinking of what Jesus has taught me about healing. So when Jesus says he saved us, and oftentimes Christians will say, like, yeah, I'm saved. Like, are you saved? Yeah, I'm saved. Saved to us means the main way we say the word saved. We usually are referring to our spirit being saved. We're going to heaven one day. But I want, to, I want to think about it bigger. Like when Jesus said we're saved, the word is sozo. Can you put sozo up there? This is a Greek word, um, and it means all of those things. Save or saved, healed, delivered, made well, to make whole, preserved, to keep from danger, to rescue. That's all of the, um, all of the amazing definitions of what this word, this Greek word, sozo, can mean. It was used 54 times in the Gospels alone, 54 times. 20 times it was used for salvation, like I'm going to heaven, like salvation of the spirit. 20 times, 20 different times, it was used for healing of the body. And 14 times it was used for demonic torment, like casting out demons, um, saving of your soul. So when we think that Jesus saved us, we ought, you know, most, of, most of the time, most churches, most people think, um, we, Jesus saved us, and now I don't have to go to hell, but I can go to heaven. But I think the, the power of the salvation of Jesus Christ isn't just in the salvation of our spirit, but it's in the salvation of our soul. Because we don't have to have demonic torment because he paid for it. And it's also in our body. We don't have to have pain and sickness because he paid for it. And I know that that's a really bold way to think about healing. It's like, that's, I think it's too broad. I, th- like, I think it's too much. But I really believe if you just l- read the Gospels and you go through and you just watch Jesus' life and you see what he did and you see what he said, he, when, when he preached the message, the kingdom of God is at hand, three major things happened. He, he preached the Gospel, so people would get saved, right? He would heal people. So they'd get saved in their bodies. We call it healing. And he would deliver people. We call it deliverance. But really, it's just the salvation of Jesus manifested in our soul. And healing is really just the salvation of Jesus manifested in our body. So I want us to think, and like, this is, again, this is my thoughts. So you're not entitled to, you're not subject to them. But my thoughts are, I think that Jesus, when he says he saved us, Obviously, the spirit is most important because it's eternal. But I think when Jesus does the work of the kingdom of God is at hand, and then what came after was healing, deliverance, and preaching of the gospel, he thinks about saving us in body, spirit, and soul. He thinks about us as a holistic person. We are body, spirit, soul. He saved us in all three of those categories, not just our spirit. And as surely as I say I'm saved and I'm going to heaven, I don't have any doubts about that. My faith is firmly set that when I die, if I die tomorrow, if I die in 100 years, I'm going to heaven to be with God because Jesus paid for it, not because I earned it or I deserve it. That's grace. That's the gospel. I think we need to have the same, again, I keep saying I think. I'm not, I apologize. I think, personally, that I want to have a mindset when it comes to healing and deliverance the same way that I have about salvation, 
that as sure as I'm going to heaven, I don't have any doubts. My faith is set. When I die, I'm going to heaven. Jesus paid for it. It's done. It's, it's done. It's not even a thought, right? He also paid for, for our bodies to be healed, to be saved, right? Sozo means healed in our bodies. And he also paid for sozo, our souls, to be saved from demonic torment. And so we're so sure, like, again, I'm going to repeat it, but we're so sure that when I, get, when I die, I'm going to heaven. My faith is set. I have no questions, no problems. Um, there's just, my faith is set. You can't talk me out of it. But we have heal, when it comes to healing and deliverance, we have so many questions. So many people have so many different theologies. And people pretend to think that they know it all because people love to know it all. Uh, we'll talk about that later. If you ever pretend, if you ever think you know it all, you know, you're way, you're way, you need to turn around. <laughs> so, um, Jesus talked, talked very harshly to the people that thought they knew it all. But anyway, so we're so sure. Our faith is set. I'm going to heaven when I die, no question. Jesus wants to do that for you. There's not a person that walks by that I would ever have a question. I wonder if God wants to save that person's spirit for them to go to heaven. I would never ask that question. Of course he does. He died for the sins of the world right? Not the Christians, not the believers, not, he died for the sins of the world. So I have no doubt in my mind, that person walking by, um, they, Jesus wants them to be saved, no matter what, that's his heart, no question. But the same way Jesus paid for that salvation of the spirit, he also paid for the salvation of the soul. He also paid for the salvation of the body, which manifests in healing without sickness and disease and manifests in our soul as no demonic torment and, uh, and peace, like Isaiah 53, five says, or sorry, it used to be up there. So um, faith is such, a, it's such a tricky thing, right? But I think this is the mindset I always go to. Whenever Jesus says the kingdom of God is at hand, three things happen. You, I mean, many things happen, but um, three pillars happen is that he preaches the gospel so that people get saved. He heals the sick and he casts out demons. These three major things happen when he says the kingdom of God is at hand, these things happen. And so when I think of I'm saved, Jesus saved me. He saved my spirit, and I'm gonna to go to heaven. But, he, but the salvation of Jesus is three parts. It's body, spirit, and soul. The salvation of Jesus is not just going to heaven, but it's also salvation of our bodies and salvation of our soul. So I think I want to, um, in my own mind, I, I'm trying to reconfigure this thought of like healing is a gift for some people to have. I think a lot of churches will say, um, because it is a gift in, in 1 Corinthians, right? It's a gift, 14, 1 Corinthians 14. It's a gift, one of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so people say, some people are gonna have that gift and some people won't. Some people are gonna be passionate about that gift and some people won't be passionate. Um, some people are going to see healing and some people aren't. Churches, you know, and it just goes on and on because there's no hard lines. But I think that Jesus has a different understanding of healing, deliverance. I think, I think Jesus wants us to have a different understanding of healing, deliverance, and salvation is like, when I bring the good news of Jesus to somebody, it shouldn't just manifest in their spirit because that would mean that I'm not giving them the full manifestation of Jesus to die on the cross, right? If I bring to them just salvation of the spirit, I'm not really giving them the full cross, I'm giving them one part of it, which is amazing and that's enough, right? But even if I, and we could flip it too, if I just give you healing and I don't tell you that Jesus died so that you go to heaven, I'm doing you an injustice and I'm doing Jesus an injustice because he already paid for it. And the treasure is on earth for us to gather for him, right? It's his inheritance that he deserves. We gather it for him. But if I only gather this one part of his inheritance, then he's missing out on all this other inheritance that I could be getting for him. Does that make sense? So I wanna have this really bold idea that 
that the salvation of Jesus is not just in our spirits, but it's in our bodies and it's in our souls. And there's no question, if you see somebody walking by, Jesus paid for their healing. There's no doubt about it. There's not a doubt in your mind. Healing is for that person. And also, it's, we, a lot of people think that God sometimes wants to heal you and sometimes he doesn't. Some people believe that God teaches us a lesson um, through uh, sickness and disease. And I will say that he always turns around the things that happen in life to serve you because that's in the Bible. But, but God is not the author of sickness and disease, and he never is. Just the same way as he's not the author of demonic torment. He never wants you to be demonically tormented. So the same assurance I have that he wants to save any person walking by, the same assurance I have, he wants to heal that person right now. They don't need to go another moment without being healed because Jesus paid for it in the past. And they don't, and same goes for deliverance. Obviously, that's not what we're talking about. But this, this kind of, I know it's radical and it's bold and it's hard to think about because it, it makes it such a heavy burden. And it, it's not, but it feels like it's gonna be such a heavy burden. Like I gotta pray for everybody all the time. It, it, it's, you know, it's a lot. But I want you to view it the same way as, as salvation. The salvation of Jesus Christ is body, spirit, soul. So that's my main point. That's my main framework for what I want us to change our focus. It's not a special gift that you have or you don't have. Um, it is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians 14, but more than that, it's a part of the cross, and it's a major part of the cross, and it's not for the charismatic people. You know, oftentimes charismatic people are some of the only people that experience it, but it's not for the Pentecostals. It's not for the charismatics. It's for, it's for the world because he paid for the sins of the world, and the wages of sin is death. What that looks like for our spirit is being separated from God. What that looks like in our soul is demonic torment or not peace. And what that looks like in our body is sickness and disease. So he paid for it, so it's done. So in God's mind, in the mind of Jesus, every person you see, there's no question in your mind, God wants to heal them, no matter what. He wants to free them, he wants to save them. <clears throat> Amen. All right. So he holistically saved us. Let's go back to this word sozo. I want to drive this in a little bit more. Um, sozo, the definition is there. Let's go to Acts 2.21. This is a uh, evangelistic verse about being saved. It shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's the word sozo in the Greek. Um, obviously, that's referring to us going to heaven, being saved in our spirits. Next verse. So this is dealing with the, the woman with the issue of blood. She's trying to get to Jesus and touch his cloak. It says, daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman is made well. That made well, that is sozo as well. That's the Greek word sozo. It's the same word, but this time it's referring to her healing physically. Next verse. And this is dealing with a man that was demon possessed. And it says that he had been healed. And that's that same word sozo. So Jesus, when he thinks of sozo, you know, we're gonna use his language for a second. Well, Greek, not his language, but Greek. When, he, when we think of the word sozo, when we think of the salvation of Jesus, oftentimes we just think of when you call upon the name of the Lord, you will be saved, you'll go to heaven. But we really need to think about it more according to scripture, what sozo means, what being saved means is being healed, being delivered, and being saved as in like going to heaven and, and um, him redeeming your life and your sins. So that's a little bit more to drive that home. I said this already, but 54 times in the Gospels, sozo is used, 14 for deliverance, 20 for healing, and 20 for salvation. So we have to have a bigger picture and a more important understanding of the role that healing plays in Jesus' life and reference to what is the Gospel. What did Jesus do for us on the cross? 
So um, anytime you ever share the gospel with somebody, healing is, uh, should be a part. Any movement where people are getting saved, there should be healing and there should be deliverance because that is the moving forward of the kingdom of God. Everywhere that Jesus went, there were three things. Preaching to save your soul or to save your spirit and deliverance and healing. So hopefully that is drilled in your head and you can't forget it. I'm going to talk about some things that, um, obviously, that leaves us with a lot of questions, right? So, like, okay, so Jesus for sure wants it to happen every time, no matter what, he paid for it. Why don't people get healed, right? It's like, that's a great question. I don't know. Um, That's a great question. Some of the things that I think happen to us as we pursue healing um, is that the reality is, the word of God is our rock, right? Uh, we don't get to make up theology, unfortunately. Uh, some people do. But, uh, I mean, you know, some people do. But we don't get to make up theology about healing because Jesus is the one that paid for it. He's the one that designed it, um, and it's his thing. So he gets to decide what it is. And healing, in his mind, is every time you pray for somebody, they should get healed. And if they don't, it's like, why didn't they get healed? I don't know. Like, let's figure it out. So whenever the disciples couldn't cast out that demon, they were like, what happened? They were so used to seeing healings. They were so used to seeing deliverances every time in that moment that it was weird when something didn't go that way. And I realized that our culture, just spit, did you guys see that? Good. Our, our culture, I'm a Greek, no, I'm a Hebrew. Uh, our culture is um, so far from that reality, unfortunately. Um, our culture is really far from that reality of every time we pray, people get healed, people get delivered. We're just like, we're just a long ways off. Uh, and, and that comes from a lot of things that don't really matter. But what, I, what, what we need to do as believers is to stand firm on the word of God that this is, this is the, the culture of the kingdom, is that when the kingdom of God is at hand, three things happen, you know, and more things happen. But three major things happen. People get saved, People get healed and people get delivered. When the kingdom of God comes, and Jesus' message was always, the kingdom of God has come upon you. Salvation has come upon your house. The sozo has come upon your house. Um, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Three major things happen. Healing, deliverance, and salvation. So healing, again, is not a trinket. It's not for some people and not for others. It's not, doesn't matter if you don't pursue it. Like if you, like, think about the price that Jesus paid for healing. Maybe he wouldn't have had to got like the stripes. Maybe it was just the cross, right? Like he paid for every healing. So if we just say as a church, it doesn't really matter if we go after it or not. It doesn't really matter if we pray. We're really doing Jesus a huge injustice to say that we know that you paid a huge price that you, you didn't need to pay for that healing. Um, but we just don't think it's important. We have a lot of questions about it. It doesn't really make sense. So we're not going to pray. That would be a huge offense. Right? If your friend said that to you, you'd be like, dude, I paid for that. Like, do it. Come on. Like, it's worth it. And that's how Jesus feels. It's like, he paid for it. He paid a price so that we could be healed. So it has to be, at the, has to be somewhat at the forefront of our minds. Obviously, there are more important things, but it has to be a part of the gospel message that, that we live our lives by. That when we, when we um, bring the kingdom of God, which is our job as disciples, that people get healed, saved, and delivered. So, um, some questions. Why don't people get healed? It's a great question. I think some of it is like a faith journey, right? We talk about faith. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I think the thing about faith is like, if you try to figure it out, you're already out of faith. You know what I mean? Like if you try to think you understand it, you're already out of faith. So really faith, in my opinion, 
what faith looks like in a healing life, somebody that's going after healing. And this isn't for ministers. This is just like people that believe that Jesus paid for healing, that want to see Jesus get his reward. Um, it's like, it just looks like persistence. I think it just looks like pray and just keep praying. People don't get healed, just like, you know, keep praying. There are, there are always going to be questions. If we live to the full extent of the culture of the kingdom, if we live to the full extent of what this Bible says, this culture is so off from the culture of this Bible that there are going to be questions and there's going to be things that go unanswered. There's going to be things that we don't understand, but that is faith. To say, I'm not seeing this in my life, but I'm not going to let my culture dictate what I believe. I'm going to let this dictate what I believe and I'm going to let culture follow, right? That's faith. It's just like, it's like that steadiness of building your house on the rock, you know? And um, so I, I just want to say that about faith. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story. Do you guys have any questions about that? I know that that's like really, for me at least, that was hard to grasp. But like, it's that important, Jesus? Like, it's that important? And I really believe it is. But do you guys have any questions about that before we move on at all? Okay. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story. Um, so I grew up in a um, non-charismatic church. Churches. I was, um, my dad has always worked in churches, so I moved around a lot. But um, I grew up in non-charismatic churches. I never saw anybody get healed or um, I don't think we ever like prayed for healing or um, uh, pray for deliverance. I don't think that ever happened. Nobody really taught on healing. Nobody taught on deliverance. Um, it was, you know, it was very rarely talked about or read in scripture, you know. So I grew up with that mindset of like, it's not really for today. Nobody ever taught me that, hey, it doesn't happen today, but they just didn't talk about it. So I assumed it was irrelevant um, because that's what you do. So I ended up getting told by a man of God, hey, you're supposed to be a healer. You're supposed to be somebody that prays for people um, and sees people get healed. And like he basically said, you need this in your life, like to pray for people and see them get healed. And I thought, I like I don't understand people, like people. And anyway, his example was one that was really enticing to follow. So for nine months, I tried to pray for people to get healed. And uh, it didn't work at all, not once. Nobody got healed. And I was, you know, I, I didn't have a lot of faith or maybe I didn't have any faith at all because I'd never seen anybody get healed, right? But I was praying. And nine months later into my journey of praying, I found myself at this church um, called the Vineyard Church where I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. Um, he touched my life and he became my friend that night. And he also touched my body. And something powerful happened. And it wasn't anything crazy, like nothing, I didn't fall down or shake or anything like that. But I just like, I felt the presence of God on my body. I felt him come into my life in a new way. And that night, as I was walking to my car, I saw a man with a cane and a beer and a cigarette. And um, he had a limp. He couldn't straight, he couldn't, um, excuse me, he couldn't bend his knee. So his leg was straight and he had a cane. And he was walking down the street. And I said, hey man, can I pray for your leg? I see that you, you know, have a, a her leg ended up his leg was broken he couldn't like the bones wouldn't let him move it so it, he wouldn't have been able to move it um, so I prayed for him and I just got up and I started walking with him and talking to him about Jesus and stuff um, I didn't have any faith that he'd get healed because again no one had ever gotten healed so we're talking and we're walking a little bit later and he kind of stops and he realizes that he can move his he can move his knee and then he realized that all the pain is gone and he doesn't have any pain and his leg got totally healed and he was like and he dropped his cane on the streets which is like one of my favorite moments in my life he dropped his cane 
And he just, and we, then we were just walking like normal. And it was like the first miracle that I'd ever seen. And so after that, I was fired up because that guy not only, this goes back to my first, my main point, is that it wasn't just that he got healed, but the moment that he felt the salvation of Jesus Christ on his body, his soul got delivered because he, I found out later, he, I became friends with him on Facebook and I followed up with him. And he was in Oklahoma City to see, doc, to see doctors because he was diagnosed with schizophrenia, OCD, and bipolar disorder. His life had just taken a huge fall. He was married. He was in the church. He had two girls. Um, he, I think he got caught up in drugs and his life just took like a really bad downturn. Um, so he was at pretty much at the depths. He didn't say he was suicidal, but I imagine he probably was. And um, he was at, in, here in Oklahoma City. He's from San Antonio to see doctors about his brain, about schizophrenia. And I prayed for his mind too after I learned that. And so um, it, it totally changed. It was like a before and after moment for his life. I prayed for him. His knee got healed. That's all I knew how to do. But the salvation of Jesus, the kingdom of God had come at hand, right? Had come upon him. And he ended up getting delivered from um, schizophrenia and bipolar disorder and OCD. He had no uh, diagnosis in his, in his mind, in his brain. He was totally clean from that. And he got reinstated at his church. He re got redeemed. He got back with his family. Like his life uh, took a 180 because I prayed for his knee. Be but that is further points to like the, the message of Isaiah 53.5 is like the message of Jesus Christ is body, spirit, and soul. And so that obviously I caught on fire. I, I mean, I caught on fire in my heart. Like I just wanted to see more people's lives get changed. That's, that's a great feeling, right? That's, I walked home like, you know, I was very proud to be used by God like that. And um, it was amazing. So I started praying for more people and um, really expecting to see God, God heal people. And I've seen many, many amazing healings um, a couple of really cool ones that I want to point out is um, there was this one young man who was a basketball player, and he, he broke, tore his meniscus. And so he wasn't able to play basketball season. It was like two months out, but he was practicing, and he tore it. So they said, you're going to be out for nine months. You're not going to be able to play this season. And so he was really bummed out about that. He played for a mid-America Christian. Um, I prayed for his knee. Me and Buddy prayed for his knee. And um, he went back to the doctor. He said, yeah, I think the pain's gone. Like, it's still kind of stiff, but the pain is gone. And he went to the doctor and it, like God gave him a new meniscus and he was able to play all season long without any injuries. And the doctor cleared him and said, like, I don't know what happened. Your meniscus is fine. You can play all season long. Like, I mean, doctor verified like just a miracle that God did in his leg. And I have a video of that. Actually, I have a video. I should have, um, I should have brought it for you guys. But I got this video of him saying like, there's no pain in my leg. That was before we knew about the, uh, the doctor, doctor verification. And then two weeks ago, there, we were in the prison, we were in the women's prison, or maybe three weeks ago, and with Judy and Garland, and I, I felt like God gave me a word of knowledge about somebody's neck, and this woman who had um, neck pain from an accident, she couldn't move her neck, like, that was kind of like the most she could move her neck to the side, like, maybe about that. And I pr we prayed, and by the end of it, she was like, and she had been like that for years, where she couldn't move her neck, and so... And like by the end, she was like moving her head around like crazy and God had like healed her neck. And so it's like miracles that literally prove not only that God exists, but that he's here and that his salvation has come upon you. And so, and that obviously leads to more stuff. That girl was already saved. And so, um, but it's just like, it's so amazing to see that healing is, is, a, is a foot in the doorway. It, it's really, and it's one of Jesus' favorite, favorite, favorite first things to do. First thing he'll do for somebody is he heal them of their bodies first thing he'll do, he comes to town, what does he do? He heals all who are sick and oppressed by the devil. And then he preaches the gospel. You know what I mean? So 
it's an amazing, amazing tool that Jesus gives us. And it is, it is a, a core piece of the gospel of Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins. And then last week at the prison, last Thursday, there was a man who um, had a toothache. And, or no, excuse me, I wanted to tell a different story. There was a man who had leg pain. And I, I felt like God told me that there's a man who has leg pain here. And I didn't know where. I didn't know, like it wasn't a specific word of knowledge. Many people could have leg pain. It was just like, I just feel like pain in your leg. I don't know. And so I gave it. There wasn't a big room of people, maybe like, maybe like twice this size, like just twice as many people. And it was a guy that come in late and he'd come with a friend. So in the prison, like sometimes people really want to be there, but sometimes they really don't want to be there. So this is a guy who was like, I don't know about you. A lot of people that go into prison are kind of like, not hellfire and brimstone, but can be kind of judgmental towards you, preach it down to you, you know what I mean, instead of love you. So anyway, I just like, we, we obviously go and we love on the prisoners, um, and he had pain in his leg. He's like, man, I can't believe you said that, but I have pain in my leg, and it's been bothering me for weeks, and I just, I guess, will you pray for me? You know, like, he came up to me afterwards. He didn't raise his hand during the, during the thing. And so I prayed for him, and the pain left. And, he, and this is a guy that, like, has no reason to. And I always tell people, are you being nice? Are you lying to me? Tell me the truth, you know. Because some people don't want to avoid, some people are more willing to lie than avoid, uh, than to have a hard conversation where it's like, yeah, no, I'm not healed. Because that's awkward. Um, so I always tell people, like, hey, be honest. Tell me what you're really feeling. Um, so his, his leg pain went. And it was just amazing because this is a guy that does not have any faith, doesn't have any belief, doesn't have any, probably he's not even a Christian. And so... God did a miracle in his leg, and it always is a, a planted seed. So those are some of the amazing things um, that the Lord has done recently. And uh, again, this is one of Jesus' favorite things to do. When he first comes in, it's like, man, let me heal your body. Let me give you a free gift, and then let me show you, like, what all I have for you. You know what I mean? So um, a couple of questions that I wanted to address. Um, you don't need knowledge. You just need hunger. And Hunger, faith, persistence um, can be somewhat replaceable. Like, you know, um, you can kind of use any of them. Just keep praying. One thing that, one of the most, it's like the funniest, simplest thing I ever heard in my life, but it's one of the most powerful things I've ever heard. And it, it, it haunts me to this day. It's a blessing, but it haunts me. And, it, and I think it was um, Banning Liebscher that said this. And he said, you want to know the people that, the difference between the people that do stuff and the people that don't? And I was like, yes, I want to know the difference. And he said, the people that do stuff, do stuff. And the people that don't, don't. I was like, what? Like, and he had like built it up to be this big, like this big reveal. But I just got to thinking about it. I was like, man, dang it. Like, that is so true. Like, I, and I can see it in my life. Like, I promise you, any person that has prayed for healing consistently will see people get healed. They will. They will see people get healed. Any people that doesn't, see pe- doesn't pray for people to get healed, they will not see people to get healed. Like, it's just, it's simple. And faith, although it is such a, it is a critical piece, like, we, we, we definitely overthink it as a church body. We definitely overthink it. Just pray. Like, just pray and just keep praying. Um, like, I can't tell you how many people I've prayed for that haven't gotten healed, you know. But it's like, but I've seen more people get healed than a lot of people I know. And I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I'm too hard-headed to stop. I'm too, like, stubborn to stop. And there, I've heard so many stories. Like, seriously, people come to me very often and say, I didn't believe in healing because I, I prayed for somebody that I thought would be healed and they didn't get healed. I have a buddy who, he had this father figure in his life, died, and it just crushed him. And so it just really, that can really taint our perspective on healing. But, um, but we build our house on the rock. 
We don't get to make our own theology. And so um, I just kept going. I kept praying. I, did, I saw a lot of people not get healed, but I also saw a lot of people get healed. And I think Grant talked last week about the thrill of uh, victory and the agony of defeat, right? How it's like crushing when people don't get healed. And sometimes it's like life or death. Like sometimes it's literally life and death. Um, but also the thrill of victory makes it so much worth the while. You know what I mean? Even for the people that don't get healed, it's like, I'm going to give you everything I have to give you. Everything that I know I can give you, I'm going to give it to you. You know what I mean? And the rest is out of my hands. But I know that God wants to heal you right now. That's the bottom line. God wants to heal you right now. And like, I know that it doesn't make sense. Why am I not healed? If he wants to heal me now and you're here praying for me, why am I not healed? But the bottom line is that God wants to heal you right now. God will never use sickness to teach you a lesson, to mold you. He'll never use sickness to get you to be saved. He will never use that. I mean, he will use it. Um, he will work, again, he will work it out for your good, right? If, you, if something happens to you, he'll work it out for your good. Because there are many stories about how um, people through sicknesses have, have become closer with God and things like that. But God is never the author of that. He, is, he's just, he just uses situations that the enemy creates um, for your benefit. But we can't get that confused, right? It's like he didn't start it. He finished it. So anyway. Um, so I just kept praying for people. I saw amazing healings. And, and I'm addicted to, the, to this day. I just love um, seeing people get healed. I kind of started teaching in the middle of that testimony. I don't really know how that happened. But anyway, that's my story. Um, and I just, like, as somebody that has prayed for many, many people to get healed, it's just like the simplest thing. It's like the people that see people get healed, pray for healing. And the people that don't see people get healed, they don't pray for healing. It, no one I've ever met or heard of has ever prayed and, and kept praying and, and not seen people get healed. Ever. I've never came across it. And... Um, there are many people that would tell you that it's not for today. There are many people that would say, sometimes God wants to heal you, sometimes he doesn't. But like the Bible is so clear that there is no question at all. God wants to heal the person in front of you because he already paid for it and he wants to do it right now. So the day of salvation is today, right? Today is the day of salvation. So anyway, <clears throat> um, those are my, my notes. That's my story. And a couple of tips that I can tell you to help you grow in your um, healing adventure is this. Number one is to keep yourself accountable. Be honest with yourself, be real with yourself, and be real with other people. I think it's really disarming when we humble ourselves before people. Like, a lot of times I'll go to people and say, hey, I'm, I'm, like, I'm discovering that God heals people today. Do you mind if I pray for your leg? Like I just kind of, I, and even that guy that his knee got healed, I bent down before him and I put my hands on his leg. Like I just humble myself. It's not about having like a lot of healing people in the past have been very flamboyant, confident people. And so we think that it's all about like this faith thing that looks like this, but really it's just about Jesus dying on the cross. Like that's all it's about. And so I humble myself before people and I say, you know, I'm, I'm growing, I'm learning. Can I please pray for your leg? And so be humble be accountable. Always ask somebody, how does it feel? Like face your fear. Like your fear obviously is that they won't get healed. Face that fear immediately. How do you feel? You know, and, and that will also give you the opportunity to hear testimonies, to be able to have faith because sometimes they will get healed. And if you don't ask, sometimes they won't tell you. Like sometimes people won't tell you if, if you don't ask. So it's always important. Ask. And Grant went through the five-step prayer model last week, right? So interview, that kind of thing figure out a scale, one to 10, does it hurt? It's just keep yourself accountable to understand what's actually happening and, and that will help you grow. That will help build your faith. But the other thing is just keep praying. 
pray and keep on praying. So there's no formula. Faith in healing, it doesn't look like thinking a certain way, doing a certain thing, saying a, th- a certain thing. Um, it doesn't look like any formula you could ever have. It looks like just praying. Just pray. It's pretty simple, really. And that is comforting to me because it's like, I'm not a smart, like I'm not a particularly smart person. I'm not educated. I don't have a Bible degree. But it's like, but I can't just, I can't pray. It's like easy to pray. It's easy to say, I command you to be healed, you know. Um, and so that's comforting for me. And I think that I find a lot of comfort in that. And I think that's um, one of the reasons that God has used me is because I'm just humble. And I just say, like, I can pray. And I'm going to give you what I have. And so I think when we try to figure it out, we try to, we try to override the process by figuring out what happens. I think that's when we get into trouble. So I'm not, I'm not saying don't ask questions at all um, because I have a million questions I ask to people all the time. But I also think at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Just keep praying. You know what I mean? So um, that's what I have for you guys today. I have a couple. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, does anybody in here have pain? Awesome. What is it? If you don't mind, if you don't mind. Neck. Neck and back. Okay. Arthritis or? Okay. Anybody else? Okay. Okay. Arthritis. Okay. What is it? Hips and back. Be healed speak with a deeper voice, usually the healing happens. Yeah. If you say, thus saith the Lord, it's definitely going to happen. Okay, so um, who would like to come up here and be my uh, practice dummy first? Awesome. Remind me of your name. Uh, you're the only person here. Shanti. Shanti. Okay, awesome. Can I tell you guys a really funny story real quick while she's coming up to lighten the mood? <clears throat> you know Judy and Garland, the people that um, I go to the prisons with? They, um, they do deliverance is their thing. And Garland does this thing where <laughs> what he does, he says, um, he, he says this. He says, I'm going to test the spirits. And that's when he like calls out some of the demonic spirits. But he does this. We're going to test the spirits. <laughs> and it's like the funniest thing in the world to me. I love it. He, and every time we go, he's like, tonight's the night. We're going to test the spirits. And he does this thing with his fingers. It's so funny. Okay. Anyway, does he, have you ever seen him do that? Isn't it so funny when he does that? I like, I love it so much. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing that. We're going to test the spirits, you guys. Oh, great. Okay. Shanti, what um, your pain is your back and your neck. Okay. So I just want to give you guys an example. Um, this is live action, so I'm really going to pray. But also for you guys to see how I would, how I do this. Not that my way is the way to do it, but just that if you need a way, here's a way. Here's one way. So pain in your, your neck and your back, um, is there anything that started the pain? Like, do you, is there like a moment, an accident or anything like that? I mean, ultimately, I've been into accidents, but everything really kicked off from a bad divorce. Okay. Awesome. 12 years ago. 12 years ago. Okay. So that is important to know. And it's not that, it's not that I'm saying, I hope you don't mind like me teaching and talking about this. Is that okay? Okay. So it's like, uh, it's not that that is like you have pain because of the divorce, but sometimes like trauma incites pain in your body. And so um, very simply, we're going to break the curse of that because sometimes like, you know, 
you'll see. Anyway, um, okay, so started from a bad divorce. You've been in two accidents. Uh, what's the pain level at now? Can you feel Can you feel it right now? Well, I'm on meds. Okay. Okay, so it's still um, pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah, okay. Um, and is there anything you can't do right now? I cannot walk more than a couple Okay, without pretty intense pain? Yeah, and just Okay, gotcha. Plus the weight. Gotcha. Okay, so we're going to pray. You guys pray with me, but also just kind of listen to my words. I, again, there's no formula, so it doesn't matter what I say. I mean, it does in some level, but really it's about that I'm bringing the kingdom of God. So, Father, we thank you for your presence. Actually, I always start with that because I love his presence. Father, I thank you for your presence. Right now, I just pray for uh, Shanti's back and her neck. I rebuke the curse of the divorce. Every curse spoken against her, I rebuke in Jesus' name. Everything the enemy would try to put in her life at that point in time or from the accidents, we rebuke the trauma. We rebuke the curse in Jesus' name. Right now, I command every, bit, every manifestation of pain in her body to be healed right now in Jesus' name. And I release your fire, Holy Spirit, to make every wrong thing right in her body. Thank you for your presence, God. Okay, how does it feel, Shanti? Be 100% honest, 100% honest. And you can walk around if you need to or whatever. Okay, it's definitely better. Definitely better. Definitely Honestly, better. seriously better. Seriously better. That's awesome. Down to a two. So halfway. Uh, my neck doesn't hurt. Well, maybe a one in my neck. And okay. Okay, awesome. Amazing, right? Praise God. So easy. It sounded like an infomercial. So easy. <laughs> All right, we're going to pray again. So that's another a teaching moment there. For whatever reason, the questions that we will never have answers to, a lot of times it will be better, but it won't be totally healed. I don't try to explain it because I have no idea why it happens. I wish it was just like Jesus where it's gone. But if I can pray for you three times and see you go down to a two instead of a four, I will do it all day long. Because again, I'm stubborn and I just, I'm going to keep praying. So, Thank you, Father, for your presence. We just give you praise and glory for what you're doing. We thank you that your presence is already on Shanti's back and her neck on her body. Father, I thank you for your spirit. I just release your Holy Spirit fire on her back and neck. In Jesus' name, I command every bit of the pain, get out in Jesus' name. Back be healed. Bones, ligaments, muscles be healed right now in Jesus' name. Neck be healed. I rebuke the trauma. I rebuke the curse. I command healing to come into her back and her neck. And I, uh, I just release full mobility. Also, God, that she'll be able to walk as far as she wants without pain. She'll be able to move her neck without pain. In Jesus' name, all pain go. Okay, test it out again and let me know what, what it's like. Any pain left at all? Just stiffness in the muscles. Stiffness in the muscles, but no pain. Are you, and Zoe, you're with her, right? Like, do you know about this kind of pain? Okay, so you know that it bothers her regularly. So it would be amazing, like you would know personally, like um, how amazing it'd be if she got healed, I guess. It would really impact her. It would change her life, you know? Okay, great. So no more pain, but a little bit of stiffness. Mm -hmm. Okay, pray one more time. 
Father, we thank you for your presence. Thank you for taking it from a four to a a one or a zero, Father. I just command every muscle in her body to be loosened before the Lord right now in Jesus' name. Every bit of pain, get out right now. Every bit of stiffness, every bit of immobility, I rebuke you. I cast you out of her body in Jesus' name. Awesome. So what's it at now? What's it like? Be totally honest. Okay, point five. Awesome, that's amazing. So you really can't feel a difference. Yeah. Awesome, okay, awesome. Let me pray one more time. I hate point five. Okay. Again, faith. This is what faith, I know, I know. That's good, pass out. I'll catch you. This is what faith looks like though. It's like that hunger and that desire. It's like, I hate that 0.5% because Jesus paid for that 0.5% or 0.5, you know what I mean? It's like, Jesus paid for that. Doesn't have any right. To be in here. Father, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your spirit, Lord. Every bit of pain leave right now in Jesus' name. Every assignment of the enemy, your power is dull and void in Jesus' name. Null and void in Jesus' name. Every assignment, every curse, every bit of trauma, I rebuke you, I curse you by the blood of Jesus Christ. Father, and I bring her body before you, soak her in the blood of Jesus. I command every bit of pain and stiffness to get out. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your amazing work in her life. I thank you that the kingdom of God has come so close that we can touch it. Thank you, Jesus. Any different? No, any pain left at all. Please be 100% honest. Mm-hmm. No pain at all? Are you promising? Mm-hmm. So it went from a four to zero, honestly. That's amazing. Praise God. Thank you for letting me pray for you. Also, can you feel him? Yeah. yeah. Isn't it amazing? He loves you so much. It's like the salvation of Jesus has come upon us. And it's not just about healing the body, but it's about the victory of Jesus on the cross. So thank you, um, Shanti, for letting us pray for you and letting me be stubborn. And you know what? A big part of this too is like, I'm gonna follow up with her. Um, or, or maybe Zoe could follow up. Zoe, right? Okay, I just wanna make sure. I know there's something with Z, but I don't wanna make sure. So Zoe, maybe follow up with her. I'm like, hey, how's your back feeling? Like, I don't believe that the, like, I don't believe in the healing that comes and goes. Like the healing is the same as the victory of Jesus. It's here to stay, it's already done. So I want to be accountable to the fact that if it comes back, I'm gonna pray again. Does that make sense? So, Okay. Um, awesome. Thank you, Shanti. Let's pray for you. You really feel better. That's awesome. Praise the Lord. Whew, I was kind of hoping that would happen, right? Um, all right. Who else has pain? Uh, I forgot. I, I have a very short-term memory. Oh, wow. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Do you mind coming up here and let me pray for you? Um, and then I, I'm going to do this. Uh, is this one, that, do you have any pain in your body like, that we could test out and see? Your knee? Okay. And then I want you guys to pray. Somebody from the audience of five. <laughs> um, it's a lottery pick. You mean money, mom. Pray for whoever else has pain. Okay, so pain in the knee and the stroke two months ago. What are, what are they concerned about with your heart? Do you know? 
Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Father, I thank you for your presence. Thank you for your spirit, God. Thank you for your anointing. I just rebuke the curse of that stroke. Whatever caused that, we rebuke it, we curse it, we cast it off in Jesus' name. We count it as nothing before the presence of Jesus. I command every bit of pain in her knee to go right now in Jesus' name. Every bit of arthritis, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Arthritis, you don't have any place in her body. I command you to leave in Jesus' name. Every effect of arthritis, you have to go. Every side effect, you have to go right now in Jesus' name. I release the fire of the Holy Spirit on her body to cleanse her body and make every wrong thing right. I thank you for your presence, Lord. I command her heart to beat regularly, to beat strong, to all chambers, do exactly what God created you to do in Jesus' name. I rebuke the stroke. I rebuke AFib. I rebuke irregular heartbeats. I command you to go and stay away forever in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Um, can you tell anything in your knee? Any difference? Seriously? Honestly, it's gone? What was it at before? It was probably like a two and a half or three. That's awesome. And it's seriously like zero. Yeah. That's amazing. Praise the Lord. And my hands kept twitching. Did you see that? That's awesome. I didn't, I wasn't looking. But uh, did you feel anything in your heart? Um, peace. Peace. Okay. Awesome. Relaxation. Cool. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. So three to, to zero. Yeah. And one prayer. That's awesome. Thank you for letting me pray for you. Thank you. Yeah. You really, no pain at all? No. No stiffness? Wait, right there, there was some. Right there at the back. Okay. So you need that full mobility. Okay, let's pray. Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you, Father, that you've already reduced her pain down to barely any. I rebuke every bit of lack of mobility, anything the enemy would try to do to stop her from performing exactly like you created her to perform, her body to perform. I just command every bit of pain in her knee to go from the very top to the very bottom. I, I just release full mobility in her knee. I command every bit of pain to go forever in Jesus' name. Still there? Okay. Where is it at? Where is the pain at? Okay. In the back? Okay. I'm going to pray one more time. Do you mind if I... No. Sorry, I'm, you should ask. Always ask before you put your hands on people, especially like opposite sex. Okay, Father, thank you for your presence. Thank you for what you're doing. I just rebuke this pain that's happening at the top of, um, at the top of her swing when she swings her knee back, when she swings her leg back. I rebuke that pain in Jesus' name. I just release full, full mobility, full range of motion right now in Jesus' name. I command every bit of pain to go before the Lord in Jesus' name. Okay, try it out now. Honestly, try again. All the way back, as far as you can. It's gone, gone, gone. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for letting us pray for you. Isn't that amazing? That's super cool. So, um, thank you guys for letting us test on you. I know it's a little bit awkward in a room this size, but... I just want, like, the emotional response, too, is, like, you can't not respond when you feel the presence of the Lord. Do something in your body. 
And like I said earlier, it's like one of the favorite ways to like get your foot in the door. Like Jesus is real and he's here and he wants to change your life, but he's gonna give you this. Like he's gonna start with your body. So he doesn't always do that. He doesn't have to do that, but oftentimes that's what he does. Um, so who else has pain? Zoe, do you have any pain? Everybody, everybody, everybody do cartwheels or something. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 awesome. Okay, who wants to pray for her? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, you want to? Awesome. So why don't you guys come up front? What's wrong with your ankle? Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, totally. Stomp on the ground as hard as you can. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, you guys come up here. <clears throat> um, so, Binksy, just do your thing. Close your little eyes. Tell me what your pain is in your... Um, it's when I go like that or like this. Okay. And, what and so it's it goes up to about a six or seven when I do that. Okay. Right now? Okay. But if I don't do that, I'm fine. Okay. So it's that that motion. That and then it's going up here and it's bothering your back. I, the, or your the hips. funky walking, because the brace, I can't yeah, do right. a normal gait. Yeah, so I, can I understand. Off here, and this is about a three or a four. Okay. Okay. All right. Dear Lord, thank you for being here with us. Tell me your name again. Michelle. Michelle. Dear Lord, thank you for being here with us. Please help Michelle with her, I'm going to touch you now, with her ankle. Dear Lord, we pray that this ankle be healed, this old injury be healed, that all the ligaments go back to where they're supposed to be and attach correctly. Dear Lord, we pray that, that any stress fracture that might be there would be gone. We pray that the bones knit and heal and that the muscles heal the way that they're supposed to be. Dear Lord, we ask you to take away all the swelling and all the pain. Dear Lord, we ask you to keep moving up her leg into her hips, and so that she be balanced, that her hips be balanced, so that her, spi her spine will be straight and balanced and comfortable and all the muscles will realign. Dear Lord, we pray that we just ask you to come and heal this ankle, heal this ankle for her. In Jesus' name we pray. That bothers me. But I haven't been able to point my toe. 
Since July. So the the kneeling that's probably a three or a four, but I could I couldn't put any I couldn't kneel like this at all. I couldn't lay on my stomach and and put my feet out. So this is where we pray again. So we pray again. Yes. <laughs> yes, we pray again. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Though? Isn't, isn't that right there? That's amazing. Yeah. You literally couldn't do that a minute. Ago. No, I couldn't. It hurt a minute ago. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, I mean, I'm pushing as hard as I can, and it, it doesn't, doesn't hurt. Lord, we thank you once again for your presence with us today and for the healing that we have seen her have at this point. Dear Lord, please continue to, to heal this area. Take away all the bruising and all the swelling. Please let the muscles and tendons go back to where they're supposed to be. Dear Lord, let the, let the fra bone fracture, the little stress fracture that might be there, please let it be gone and make sure that it heals completely and take away again once all the way up her back Lord and across her hips and up her backbone please let it be straight and even and dear Lord we pray we pray we ask for you to take away all the pain put her back to perfect just the way she was before in Jesus name we pray amen still about the same is it yeah but it's i mean this for me is improvement let's, let's pray one more time and then pray for um, full mobility it's like one of my go-to phrases is like sometimes like you don't have pain until you try to do something that is full mobility so i always like to just pray like i, would, I just rebuke anything that would last that would limit that mobility okay right okay. full mobility in jesus name full okay. range of motion okay Dear Lord, we pray for this this ankle to be healed with full mobility. We rebuke any pain, any damage, any problems that she might have with it. We pray that that it be have complete and full mobility, be strong with no pain whatsoever. In Jesus' name we pray. That's better. That's better. That's better. I mean, it's still there, but it is. I hadn't been able to tolerate this. What's it at now? A one, maybe. That's awesome. And you couldn't do that before. You literally no, I wouldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't stand to be in this position. I could not stand it. Is that amazing? Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray one more time. Is that okay? Let's both lay our hands on our being seen. That one is from the devil. Yes. You mind if I lay my hands on you? Go for it. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing through Binksy's prayers. We thank you that the kingdom of God has come to our house, has come upon her body. I just command full mobility to enter her foot right now. Ligaments, muscles, tendons, bones, skin tissue. I command you to have full mobility. I command you to be healed under the influence and authority of Jesus Christ. Full mobility right now in Jesus' name. Ooh. Try one more time. So hardly any pain. Hardly any. That's awesome. I, I literally have 
That's amazing. Awesome. Was that easy? Was that fine right there? It's, I, it's about the same. It's okay. It's like a one. Okay. I was crawling around the house. That's awesome. I cannot believe this. Amazing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Binksy, for praying. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, who else has pain in their body? Did t- Tammy, did you? Okay. Um, Michelle, why don't you, sorry, I know you just said it. Why don't you pray for, come pray for Tammy. And um, just do your do your deal, do your process. Okay. What you you're having pain? So I have cramping in my ovaries. It's like an uncomfortable cycle it takes me to come, and so I can feel it. And it's my ovary. It hurts okay. like on my left side. Okay. Is it hurting right now? Yes. What about what? Father God, I thank you so much for your presence here tonight, and I thank you for the work that you have already begun. I pray, Father, and I ask you, Lord, that you extend it into Tammy's body right now. I command all pain to leave her body right now in Jesus' name. I speak to any cramping, and I say you have to cease. Muscles, you were not created to work that way. And so I command the the muscles and the processes in her body to work together the way that God created and designed them to work. So pain, you must go in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for what you've begun, and I thank you for what you'll continue to do. I thank you, Father, that you've brought the pain from a three to a one. But as Makobi prayed earlier, we know that that one is from the devil. And so I'm asking you, Lord, right now, I'm rebuking that pain right now in Jesus' name. And I am asking it to go to a zero right now. I know your will is to heal every time, immediately. And so that's what I'm asking for. I'm asking for a full manifestation of um, release from pain right now in Jesus' name. So I can feel when I'm just uncomfortable. And I've had some cramping that started earlier today. So when I got here, it was about a three, and it's gone. So seriously, it's gone. I promise. I promise that it's gone. No. <laughs> so. can, I, can I pray one more time? Absolutely. Father God, I just thank you for what you've already done. And I just speak to all future cycles. And I say that you have to um, work the way that, that you're intended to work and no more pain in the future. I cut off all pain cycles in Jesus' name. And I cut off um, any type of monthly thing that would cause pain to act up in Jesus' name. No more. From this day forward, let this be a day that was marked that the pain stopped and didn't return in Jesus' name. 
Isn't that amazing, Michelle, that you prayed and her pain left? I've never had that experience. Seriously, I have, it's gone. Like, honestly. Seriously, I promise you it is gone. Is that a three or four? When I started, it was a three, and there's nothing. And there's no pain left. Isn't that amazing? That's pretty cool. That's amazing. Thank you, guys. That's pretty cool. All right, Tammy, will you pray now? Can you be our prayer? Can you pray? You're in like a chain link. Okay. Okay, it's your time to shine, girl. And then you have to pray afterwards. Okay, all right. Where's, sorry. What kind of prayers are you asking for? Your neck, your neck hurts and your, and your heel. Okay. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Can I put my hands on your neck? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence, and thank you for your blessings. And Lord, thank you for your presence in our life. Micah is a gift from you to everyone who knows her, especially to her parents. And I ask that we lift her up today, and that you give her full mobility from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet, and that you release any pain, any tension, so that she can be the boyish, joyful girl that you have given us. And in your name I say, amen. Amen. Okay. How do you feel? Be honest. Is it good? down that much? Seriously? And you're testing out and moving it and it doesn't hurt? Okay, let's pray one more time. What about your ankle? How's your ankle feel? How do your heels feel? Feel it. Still hurting. Okay, what was that at before? Scale of 1 to 10. A 7. And what is it at now? Seriously? That's amazing. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So excited. Okay. I'm going to touch your heels this time. Okay. 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 Dear Heavenly Father, we're here again thanking you for your presence in our lives. And we're thanking you again for Micah and for the healing that you've started in her body. We thank you for the full mobility, especially in the bottoms of her feet, so that she can walk and pray and sing in your joy. She's an active little girl. She likes to bounce around. She likes to do cardinals in your presence. And we ask that you just give her that full mobility and release any pain in her body. And in your name I say, amen. Okay. How do you feel now? Maybe test it out. Walk around a little bit. Good. Good. Maybe walk around and see if your heels hurt after walking or running or something that you couldn't do before. There's no pain left at all? You being honest with me? You need your cat rock pillows. What about running? Could you run before? Could you run? You want me to run? Sure. Bye. <laughs> How's the pain? Is there any pain there? No pain left? Seriously? 
What about your neck? Any pain left at all? Not even a little bit? That's amazing. So she's been walking like that for how long? Awesome. But you don't feel any pain left? No pain? Awesome. Good job. You're going to see. Well, hold on. I don't think we're going to have you sing yet. Well, you're going to be praying next, so you'll get to have the mic, but you're not going to sing. <laughs> okay. Who else has pain? Somebody hit yourself or something. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. So is there any pain or is it just kind of stiff? Awesome. It's okay. We're going to pray again. Well, we know how to do. Any other pain? I think we pray for most everybody. How is, Binksy, how are you feeling? Still good? 100% good? Tammy, how are you feeling? Still good? Michelle, how are you feeling? That's awesome. Amen. Okay. Really? And it really has gone down? That's amazing. Okay. Um, Jenny, no pain? Okay. Bummer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Why don't we pray for your headache? If that's okay. Hey, Missy, you ready to pray? Okay. Okay. So she's got a headache. So all we got to do all we got to do is say, headache, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I command you to go. Can you say that? All right. Headache, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I command you to go. Headache, I remand you to go away. And just make sure she, her head is going to be feeling better more. And just make sure she's going to be much better at the end of the day. And just Jesus prays over her. She'll act a little bit better at this and just make sure she's okay with her brain and just push his name amen amen, amen. now say how do you feel a little better a little better a little better awesome. needs a little bit more okay pray one more time with your neck dear father please just praise over her head and make it just praise over her neck a little bit better. Just please, God, please. Christian name, amen. She's so good. She's so good. She's got it. She's a little healing in there. It's better, and my neck is still a little bit stiff. How about you say in a loud volume? Yeah. Okay. I'll say Okay. Father. Father. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Right now in Jesus' name. Right now in Jesus' name. We command all pain to go. We command all pain to go. Right now. Right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. How does it feel now?
It's gone. Yeah. That's awesome. Good job. Thank you. You're welcome. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Are you afraid? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the battle. Afterwards, you can't battle. So no more, no more headache. That's amazing. Thank you again for letting us pray. <sighs> okay, nobody else has any more pain in their body, yes? I'll pray for, I do want to pray for a couple things um, afterwards, but um, as far as healing goes, no more pain. Yeah, okay. So first of all, praise God. Everybody we prayed for tonight got healed. That doesn't always happen, but that's amazing. Every single person that had pain, which is like over half the room, got healed. Isn't that amazing? Zero pain. So it's just like, it's... Uh, it's just so simple. You know, it's, it's tough because there are questions and challenges and things don't always go the way we think. It takes six times to pray. You know, it, it, we, it doesn't happen. There are so many questions. But like if we just pray, God is faithful. And so we have to be faithful to pray. And then he will be faithful to heal. So I just want to encourage you guys. It, like the, as far as prayers go, you, it can be so simple. Like the faith of a child can do it with even though she doesn't really know how to, she doesn't know the theology behind like healing and stuff, but it's really just about like partnering with God and what he already did. And so her heart was there and so she got healed, you know? So it's as simple for us. It's like I c- we have authority to command the pain, the demons to go. Um, actually, will you put up Matthew 10, 1? This is one of my favorite verses right now. Jesus gathers his disciples. It's so simple. He gathers his disciples he gives them the authority to cast out demons, heal every sickness and every disease. It's about as simple as it gets. So we have that. We are disciples of Jesus, right? Now, we just have to believe that. Every single pain, every single sickness, I have the authority to cast it out, to heal it. So that's, that's the idea. Your prayers can be super simple. Long prayers, the Bible says long prayers are tickling the ears. Like Jesus just commanded the pain to go, command the body to be healed. And, and that's how it works. So it's very, very simple. Just pray, just pray, just pray. Um, the last thing I want to do is sometimes, um, this is controversial, and I, again, this is something that like I'm never going to say I understand it. I have it figured out because I just don't. But sometimes the Lord will, we somebody prays for us or we have an encounter with the Lord, whether that's somebody praying for us or not. And after that moment, healing radically increases in your life. I think Grant talked about this a little bit last week too. It's like you get touched by God and then more people start getting healed than before or nobody got healed and then a lot of people started getting healed. Like in my life, I, I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. It was a bunch of, it was a youth group that laid that, that prayed for me. So like it wasn't anybody famous or special. Like it was a youth group of kids that love God. I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and then a bunch of people started getting healed. Bill Johnson, who saw, you know, he's the pastor at Bethel in Reading. He saw people heal people all the time, but his prayers never worked. And so he cried out to God and God woke him up for three nights in a row with like electricity in his body. And after that, a lot of people started getting healed. So there is this element of like, I need to have an encounter with the presence of God. And you can call it the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can call it impartation. You can call it whatever you want. But there is this reality in the kingdom where um, God gives us a gift and we have to store that gift. So like he gave us a seed. He gave me a seed. When the Todd White gave me that word, he gave me a seed. Um, and, I, and I watered it for nine months. I was faithful to pray, even though nobody got healed. But then it, it bared fruit, and then it bore a lot of fruit because I was faithful. And so sometimes you have a seed, and you just have to keep watering it. Sometimes you need to get that seed. Does that make sense? So um, I want to pray for anybody that wants prayer, that feels like I, wanna, I want that starting encounter that I'm committing to do do this. I'm committing to pray for people. So um, if you're not going to pray for people, that's totally fine. Uh, I'm not going to judge you because 
I'm only responsible for myself, right? But if you're saying, I really want that encounter with the Lord so that I don't have any excuse left, the only thing I have to do is pray, then, then I want to pray for you. And so Matthew 10.1, this is the verse that came to mind for me tonight. It's just so simple. Jesus gathered his disciples and he gave them the authority to cast out demons and heal every sickness and heal every disease. And it's just like as easy as can be. And so I want that for tonight. So Cody, will you put some music on? Um, 